Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Hot Off The Mess. I'm your host, Samantha Bush, and today is a little bit of a solo episode. I am going to be covering the finale of Love is Blind, as well as updating everybody on the latest Bravo news, headlines, etc. So let's just get right into it. Hope everyone's having a great start to their weekend. It just broke today that Raquel slash Rachel Levis has checked herself in to a mental health facility. And I can't say I'm surprised by this. Um, I hope she's doing okay. We never want anyone to, you know, feel like they could harm themselves or anybody else. That is definitely not what anybody wants. Um, I have heard, you know, of course, there's rumors going around that she leaked this you know she wants sympathy etc etc but let's just go with with what we're given right now that what we know is fact and that is that Rachel is checked herself into a facility and personally I feel I genuinely feel that this if she if this is true and she's really doing that I think that this will be the best thing for her she needs to turn her phone off she needs to get to the root of like why she does what she does and why she, you know, just is the way that she is, frankly. Um, so yeah, so that is some Bravo news, um, that we just got in today and I'm ready to talk love is blind. This season has been an interesting one. Like, I don't think any season for me personally has been bad. I find this quote unquote experiment to be really, really interesting actually. And I don't know if it works because we haven't seen that many success stories that have made it on camera. Now, of course, we all have to remember there are actually other couples that do make it, but they just don't air those ones because they're just like very easy, breezy, simple case closed. Um, And they can only have so many people like on to like throw them their weddings, etc. So I've been really, really into it. I've been, I mean, I've been so into this one. I've been watching like interviews with them with E. So the cast sat down with E separately. So each one of them sat down separately. And Paul, you know, was talking about the Micah and Irina of it all. And he was like, you know, I want people to back off a little bit. Like, I understand that they were being mean. And I understand that they were bullying the women in the house and terrorizing them. Um, and manipulating the situation in in some capacity, but like they don't need death threats. He goes, they don't need hundreds of death threats. They don't need, you know, evil messages sent to them. And of course they don't need death threats, but I, okay. I don't think these people actually get death threats. I just can't imagine. Maybe that, maybe I'm naive, Maybe they do, but I don't think they get hundreds of them. And I'm not saying, you know, getting like 50 is like, okay. I'm just saying like, it. I'm just, I don't know. Like, I'm just kind of like, you can't go on a TV show on one of the most popular television shows uh, that are on right now, especially a streamer like Netflix. Like Netflix was the OG streamer. So most people have that um, app or whatever you want to call it. 
you can't go on there and like be an asshole. And I'm not one for like, I think they need to apologize because I don't really think they have anything to apologize for. Like you were just a bitch. Like that's it. You didn't, you weren't Rachel Levis going around fucking your best friend's man for seven months wearing disguises and lightning bolt necklaces. You weren't Jackie who was, you know, you know, being really um, unkind to Marshall you were just being kind of a bitch. And I don't think anyone wants or needs Irina or Micah to sit in front of their cameras and apologize. Now, with that said, they have done that. And I thought it was very stupid. Um, I didn't, I didn't think it was necessary. I just think it was another way to get them, get themselves in the news, frankly. So that's what Paul had to say. Then it was a very interesting interview with Chelsea. Because the interviewer, Erin Lim, I believe is her name of E! News, was asking, like, how did it feel to, like, watch the Micah and Kwame scenes? Like, how was that watching that back? And she goes, well, I had no idea that that was going on. She goes, I, of course, was there and I saw the relationship. You know, I saw them talking and um, for a long time. She goes and she's like a very you can tell she's been in a lot of therapy because just the way that she talks about it, she's just like you know, that's their experience. This is a weird situation we're in. You know, I try not to be too hard on them about it. Like this is the first time they're seeing each other um, in real life. And, you know, they're allowed to explore like that is part of the experiment. But she's like, but watching it back, she's like, did I know that there was the touching and the hand holding involved? No, of course not. She's like, that sucked. She goes, I had to walk out of the room a couple times. Like it was just really, really hard. And I found that response to be really refreshing. And I believed her. Like, I don't think this was like a a faux woke, you know, reply. I think she really believes that. And she's like, listen, like, we're in this weird ass situation. We're in the middle of Mexico. There's tequila everywhere. He's seeing the girl who he had a connection with. She had a connection with him. They're going to talk. And um, I do hope, though, that Chelsea does um, put herself first sometimes because there's a thing when you have been in almost too much therapy where you are able to therapize every situation. And sometimes that's just not the the reality. And like, that's not the way to go because you're also constantly carrying the weight of other people's mistakes and explaining them away. And that, and like you're all, but you're not getting that same grace, you know? And I just feel like it's kind of, it can almost be a defense mechanism. Like when I learned that self-awareness can, was my, one of my defense mechanisms, that was like really, really eye-opening because I was always like, oh, well, I already know that about myself. So I don't need to X, Y, Z. It's like, no, it's like, just because you know it doesn't mean that it's okay. You know, you still should be a work in progress and work on yourself and I don't know. Anyway, so that was Chelsea. And of course, she was in her pink power suit with her pink nails, like doing the most. And um, then who else was interviewed? Oh, Marshall was interviewed. He had reached out to another Love is Blind cast member who we didn't really see on the show. I believe her name was Kiara. He said, you know, I, I feel bad because I wasn't in the right headspace when I had reached out. Um, so that relationship kind of crashed and burned and he feels bad about that. But, you know, he's just not in a headspace where he should be 
dating anybody, frankly. And um, he was aware of that. And I appreciated that that um, little self-awareness, you know. But there's also been rumors and I want to get into them before we get into the episode. Um, Kwame's sister. There are rumors going around that Kwame's sister it wasn't his sister and that she was a paid actor. And I have to say nothing more, like nothing tracks more to me. Like, obviously this rumor has since been debunked, but I loved it in the moment because it was so fucking funny to me. Um, because she really was like, she was very charismatic and she was, you know, very outgoing. And, um, I don't know. It, it really, really was making me laugh because you know, she was like, oh, yeah, you know, mom and, you know, dad and blah, 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 or fine, whatever. Uh, you know, they'll be fine. They love you. And the brother really wasn't saying much, you know, and she kind of came in and won everybody over, brought Chelsea a present. Like, it was just like, who is this magical woman, you know? And turns out it's actually his sister. And that was shocking. And I actually don't hate Kwame. Like, I hear people talk about him in a way where I'm like, I don't hate him. And I don't think he hates Chelsea. I think he, I just think Chelsea's like someone he's never, ever met. And he like genuinely doesn't know what to do with her. Um, Because she's also someone that seems very, very confident in like who she is. And that I don't think he's used to. Um, Someone I wish for the love of God, I wish I knew this creator's name on TikTok. She made such a great point talking about Micah and Chelsea when it came to the Kwame stuff. She was like, the thing about Chelsea is she's so secure that she knows what she wants. She knows that she wants him. And he's so used to having to chase and he's so used to having people be withdrawn like his mother, you know, having him to be, she made him be perfect. So when with Micah, like she was very with she, you know, she didn't give it up right away. She didn't express her feelings right away. And, um, Chelsea did. And I think that that like threw him off a little bit. Um, but you know, we'll get to that, but it's really interesting. Um, people, people on TikTok when it comes to love is blind are really, they're really great. Also, Bartiste is a dad. Let's talk about that. Bartiste is a dad and he launched into his daddom on Instagram holding this baby in his like booty shorts and there's no sign of the mom anywhere and people were putting together timelines and from when he was on love is blind when he was on perfect match to when he was at the reunion like when did this happen because this baby looks to be four or five months maybe six months old um so he announces that he's a dad and the internet obviously went fucking crazy they found the mom and I'm not going to disclose her name because she put all of her socials on private. I don't think she wanted anybody to know about this. I think she she's just like a very normal girl like who just got knocked up by Bartiz. <laughs> and, um, you know, my, you know, I do have questions about that. Um, but, you know, a lot of the Betches team went to the Love is Blind pop up and they said Bartiz was one of their favorites. They said he was really funny, really personable. He was like making jokes about himself. And I have to tell you the comments on the photos of him holding this baby and the videos of him with this baby are so funny. It's just like 
he's never met this baby in his life. Like this is the first time he's held this baby. He looks like he's the uncle of this baby. <laughs> it just looks so unnatural. Um, and that was really getting me good. I have to say it was, oh, it was so funny. Um, okay. So enough of that. Let's just get right into the episode. Um, I love that I'm like, let's get right in. It's been almost 15 minutes of me just talking straight. So Oh, sorry, had to wet my whistle. So we are at the altar and I have to talk about Chelsea's wedding jewelry, her accessories, her love of accessories. I don't know if anyone remembers the season 10 reunion of Real Houses of New York City when Luann Deliceps showed up with barrettes, hair clips, dangly earrings, statement necklaces, bracelets. I believe I saw an anklet at one point. I swear to God, this woman had on a toe ring on every toe. She, I've never seen someone so bejeweled with tacky jewelry. And then I saw Chelsea and this woman, I love her to death. I love Chelsea. I think Chelsea's great, but the pink nails, the pink shoes, the big flower earrings that take up her whole fucking ear, the necklace that dangles, the bracelets that dangle, the jewels, the big bouquet of orchids that are cascading down her dress. I'm just like, who the fuck did this to you? So Jared Freed of The Bachelor Pod, he did some digging and he discovered that the jeweler is one of Chelsea's friends. And him and Kay had one of the funniest conversations I, I have ever heard. So go listen to the bachelor pod where he was like, he straight up was so honest and looked at Kay and was just like, is a girl's worst nightmare when their friend says like, Hey, I'm starting a jewelry company because like, it's normally really ugly. Like it's really rare that you get like your friend who's like, you know, making like delicate gold rings or little gold studs or, or something. It's usually like, or it's like when your friends make candles, like remember when every housewife was making a candle, they would send them to me. And I was like, Hmm, I don't know about this. Like no offense to Jill Zarin and Ali Zarin, who I love or Ali Shapiro, excuse me, those candles, the first batch smelled like crayons and I'll never forgive them for that. But I do still wear their socks, the tie dye socks that they sent me during COVID. They're very, very comfy. Anyway, so it was so fucking funny because it's so true. Like this was clearly her friend was like, you are on national television. You will be wearing all of my jewelry and we will be promoting the fuck out of it. Because when he said that, it all made sense because I really, it was jarring. You know, I, I got one look at her and I was like, oh my God. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Not to mention she also has hair clips in like bejeweled hair clips. She's got extensions. Her hair is super tight ringlet curls. I mean, it's just chuggy, chuggy chooks. And if that's what she likes, that's what she likes. But I really wish one of her friends may have stepped in. But then again, one of her friends was the jewelry designer. So, you know. So, you know, they go to the wedding. I have to say the walk to this, this aisle is very long. They're coming out of that cabin. The backdrop is gorgeous mountains. I love a mountain backdrop. I think it's so stunning. So unique. Um, it's like, if you're going to have like a cabin type vibe, like have it somewhere where there's mountains because it's just so absolutely gorgeous. Danny's cousin had a wedding in, I think Yellowstone, Wyoming. Um, 
last summer I didn't go because we were like just newly dating. Whatever. I don't need to explain myself, but you guys get the gist. And um, it was so gorgeous. He was sending me photos and I was like, are you like, are you going to stay there? Because I would. It was so beautiful. But anyway, she says I do. She says I do. And we all knew she would. And this was the moment I think all of us were kind of like, this is the couple that's going to not make it. This is the couple. Well, he shocked the world. I gasped. I gasped. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wait, what? What do you, Kwame? <laughs> like, you're saying yes? He was like, I do. And the crowd went wild. His sister went crazy. Everyone was clapping. Everyone was cheering. Everyone was so excited. She looked so relieved. Because it is scary. Like, I mean, we'll get to Tiffany and Brett in a second. But, you know, that is a scary moment. But, yeah, I mean, they're married. They're married. I'm curious to see if they're still together. I feel like they are because he posted on Instagram today. Literally, what a fucking idiot. He posted so early in the goddamn morning. And, like, it was kind of spoilerish. And I'm like, can you wait until at least 5 p.m.? Give people a fucking minute. Like, Jesus, he posted like, you guys only got to see like a sliver of our relationship. Like everybody who says like, oh, he's not into her, like whatever, whatever. Kwame, we're saying that because you've also tried out for Married at First Sight. We're saying that because you looked at her with disgust and like you were like, you might have not hated her, but like you definitely looked confused 80% of the time. You know, he they had very different ways and styles of communicating. Chelsea's very loud. Frankly, I feel like I can be a Chelsea. I'm a little, you know, I'm a lot at times. And, um, you know, I don't think he was asked. I don't think she was asking a lot from this relationship. And I don't think he was asking a lot from this relationship. I think they were just asking for different things. So I was blown away that they said yes. They both said yes crazy. Okay. So next up we got Mike and Paul and spoiler alerts, guys. If you didn't know, spoiler, 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 spoiler. Okay. Don't fucking yell at me. <clears throat> Michael looks gorgeous and we get to see her nasty ass friend. Um, and when I saw that bitch, when I saw that fucking bitch, her friends look like girls that fight people at gas stations. They make me so sick because they're not good friends. They are the friends that when you're not doing well in life, that's where that that's where they thrive because they don't want you to do better than them. Of course not. They like that you're a mess. They like that you're you pick shitty guys. They like that you're crying over a guy. That's what they're there for because they're miserable as fuck. Sorry, no one who has eyebrows like that and a hair color like that is happy. That's just not. It's just honestly, every all the smoke that Irina got, I think we should be gearing towards Shelby because she is nasty to Micah. And Micah, I hope watch this and realize that that is not a friend. A friend doesn't need to support every single thing that you do, but a friend at least can be kind. A friend can at least give the guy that you say you're in love with a fucking chance just because he, you know, doesn't wear affliction t-shirts and, you know, go to the gun range doesn't mean that he's not a good guy because he's smart. 
this is the type of person that pisses me off. People that are so insecure by their own lack of intelligence that they are still in that, um, you know, zone of let's make fun of the nerds. And I just don't fuck with that. And, um, she just makes me so mad. And, you know, she was, uh, she was talking, you saw like little comments that she was making while Micah was getting ready. And she was like, oh yeah, you know, Paul like needs to dress better, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, yeah, he does. Oh my God. I'm like, look at you, bitch. Look at you. It's just like, she wasn't giving good vibes. And like, that's what you need on your wedding day with your girls. Like if you're going to have bridesmaids and you're going to have people in your, in your circle, you gotta have people around you that love you and lift you up who, and Guys, guess what? No one needs to understand your decision 100%. But, you know, they can express to you that they're concerned or whatever, but then they can in a nice way and then they can move on. I just think, oh God, I just think Shelby's truly demonic. Um, And, uh, you know, Paul, I got to say, like, it's pretty annoying to listen to the love or the logic, like, I find it to be a little frustrating to listen to that. Um, I get that that's like his thing and like that's his personality. But like watching him like get ready for his wedding and like this is like the this is we're still doing this. Like I don't know. I I was like, OK, um, I kind of like wasn't really paying attention to his scenes, to be completely honest with you um, with his parents. Like I just thought they were boring. Um and then, you know, they're at the aisle. Micah comes in. I loved her dress. That's exactly the kind of dress I figured she was going to wear, except for the fact that her bra straps were showing on her wedding day. That was disappointing. And I also really, really love Micah in like a shorter hairdo. She needs to cut her hair. I, I would just like it. Like, I think she would look really good if you guys follow Molly May. Like, she had, like, that shoulder length, like, below the shoulder collarbone. Like, really cute. It's, like, not a bob at all. But, like, I just think Micah has, like, that face, like, that jawline that she could really do, like, a short look. And um, because the cascading waterfall hair was really not working for me. But she looked beautiful. You know, the dress. I just wish there was no bra straps. That's all. She could have wore little nipple petals and called it a day. And so she goes down the aisle. They say their vows. And I thought that they were really nice. I thought, you know, okay, these are these are real vows. These are, you know, okay, I'm I'm with it. And then the guy says, the pastor, the person, the officiant was like, okay, Micah, it's your turn. Do you or don't you or whatever the fuck they say. And she was like, Paul, I'm actually going to have you answer first. I was like, damn, fuck. Okay. And it all hit me like a fucking wave. She had a really hard, and the, of course we'll get, actually, let's just get into what Paul said. So Paul looks stunned and he's like, oh fuck. Okay. Cause he's like, I don't know what I'm going to say. So he says to her like, you know, no, I can't do this with you right now. It was very SK. Like, I love you and I do want to marry you, maybe, but like, I can't marry you like this. And I respect that, but I also am like, then why the fuck are you here? Then why are you doing this? 
to make this girl get all dressed up looking like a bride. You robbed her that moment for the first time. And this is like what you do is you say no, because maybe just not right now. To me, that's worse than just saying no. I wish he would have just said, actually, uh, this isn't working for me rather than like, no, just like not right now. It's like, well, okay, then why did you go on an ex- a show that's an experiment, you know, to get married at the end of it? Like, that just doesn't make sense. It's kind of like, now I love him so much, but Peter from The Bachelor, it's kind of like him on Rachel's season. Like, he made it to the final two, but then was like, I'm not ready to propose to you now. And she's like, what? Like, that's this whole thing, babe. This is the show. This is the premise. It's been on for 20 fucking years. It's like, get with the program. So I don't know. I was like, that's kind of shitty. I And like, I get where his head was. But at the same time, like, what? Like, and she, of course, is mortified. She's standing up there and she's like, what the fuck? She storms off. She has to walk down the longest aisle in the world. And her friend Shelby is sitting there gleeful, smiling like an evil little bitch. Smiling. And she's like, this is exactly how I wanted it to go. I'm like, you're a fucking nightmare of a human being. Nightmare. Your friend is devastated. Your friend is crying in a wedding dress. If that was me, I would have pulled a Charlotte York and would have been like, get away from her. You know, when Charlotte does that in the streets, when, you know, big doesn't show up to the wedding and she screams and goes, no, that would be me. I would stop him in the aisle and I'd be like, get the fuck back. She needs a minute. And then I'd go and I would comfort her and I would say, are you okay? Do you want to talk to him right now? And then I would let him in. Instead, her friends are smiling there and is like, I'm not drunk enough for this. Like, you're the fucking worst. The worst. He's like comforting her. He's hugging her. And he's just like, I don't know if I made the right choice. Like, maybe I should have said it. Men, if you're out there, straight men or anybody, actually, if you're listening and you are not in a relationship and you've done this, this is so wrong to do to someone. Be like, when you're breaking up with them, don't ever look at them and say, I don't know if this is the right decision. Don't fucking say that to them. Don't tell them this isn't the right decision or I don't know because you're breaking their heart. You're breaking their heart. And to not even be sure, like you're not even sure if you want to break my heart. Fuck off. You know, that's horrible. And, you know, her family comes in, her little mother, her little cute mom comes in and he leaves and she's devastated. She's devastated. And he said something really interesting in his little like on-site confessional. He was like, you know, they were both holding back because they wanted the other one to be more like forthcoming with their feelings. But But the other one was too scared. So I do think that there's really love there. I wouldn't be surprised if they're together now. Um. I just think that they were both so nervous about the other one saying yes or no that they didn't want to be fully vulnerable. They're not a Chelsea, okay? They're not going to sit there and pour it out for the for the maybe slight chance that it could be rejected. But within, with doing that, you kind of like created your own fate and you kind of were a saboteur of your own life. So 
I don't know what to expect from the live reunion on Sunday. Of course, I will be discussing next week. Then we have, of course, Brett and Tiff. Brett and Tiff, the king and queen of the show. They are they are what the show is made for. This is the experiment gone right. Love isn't is blind to them. You know, they didn't need to see each other to fall in love. They truly are like a perfect match. And it's like a really genuine thing. I can just tell. And I loved seeing her parents. We didn't see them before. We just saw her friends. I loved seeing his parents and his brother again. And then Brett kind of has a meltdown (laughs) about his suit. And he's freaking out. He's freaking out about his suit. And he's, you know, he goes to the tailor. He's like, would you want your fucking suit to look like this? He's so mad. And I'm like, everyone I see, like, no one is saying that that's a red flag. And I understand I understand that because he's freaking out because he is marrying the love of his life and he wants to feel and look his best. There's already nerves because it's like you don't know what the other one's going to say, even if you think you know what the other one's going to say, like with them. It's just like you're you're fucking nervous. Girls do that shit all the time. Hello. We've seen women freak out over wedding, you know, mishaps all the time. So I felt for her. It was kind of funny because even his brother's shirt like didn't fit. They were just a mess. And, um, you know, I thought it was so beautiful when he was standing in the, on the, you know, the aisle or yeah, the aisle and Marshall's there, his friend, his beautiful friend is there and they just had this beautiful moment together. And I just thought it was really nice to see two men be vulnerable together and, you know, excited for one another. And he's like, man, like you'll find this one day. Like I promise, like, I'm sorry it didn't work out this time, but you know, like there's just a really good connection. And I was like, honestly, if Tiffany says no, like I'm glad that Marshall and Brett met, you know? So obviously they're at the wedding. Tiffany comes down the aisle. He starts crying and her friend goes, she didn't think he was going to cry. Those are the friends you fucking need. Tiffany's friends are good girls. And, um, they, you know, they say their vows. I cried. I cried. Everyone was crying. And of course they say, I do. He goes, definitely. I do. And I lost it. They were kissing. She looked so happy. Um, you know, I just thought, wow, what a beautiful couple. What a beautiful couple. So happy. Then we get Zach and Bliss. Now, this is kind of a wild card. So I'm glad that they saved this one for last because Bliss was really into Zach. And I think everybody was like, what? Because, you know, Bliss is like really beautiful. And I'm not saying Zach isn't a good looking guy, but like it just it seemed, whoa, like she really loved him. And, you know, the whole situation with her dad was horrible last week. Um, He was just a jerk. Um, I know that he's like being protective of his daughter, but he was actually like being really dismissive and really demeaning to her. And I just didn't like that at all. Like she's 30 years old. Let her make a decision. She's clearly gotten far enough in life um, and gotten to a good place. So you should trust her. But anyway, um, then, you know, Zach, guys, I'm going to cry thinking about it or talking about it, actually, when his grandma and his sister come in. And he just goes, hi, grandma. And she was like, you look so, you look so handsome. And he was like, thanks, grandma. And then he just goes, not everyone could be here today. And I cried. I cried. I did. I, my little eyes welled up with tears. 
and they were like, yeah, but she, she could, if she could be her, she would, you know? And it was just such a beautiful moment. And it was one of the first times from Zach, we really got him to see him like be emotional. Um, he like, you could like when his grandma hugged him, you saw him as like a little kid and it was just so sad, like to not have your parent there on that day. Like I can't, I can't imagine. And especially because he's gone so far and come so far in his life. He's a lawyer. He's opening up his own practice. He's marrying this beautiful angel of a woman. And like, she's not there. Like that's, I have chills. That's so devastating. Um, and then with bliss, you know, so she's getting ready. She's excited, but she's nervous. Cause she's like, what the fuck? Like, oh, this is scary. Like, you know, he's already said no to me before. Like, I can't believe I'm putting myself out there again. And, um, you know, they make it down the aisle and her, well, first of all, her dad was like being weird at the top of the aisle. He was like, you know, honey, like you never settle, never settle. Like you deserve the best. And her mom's like, will you shut the fuck up? She looks gorgeous. And she loves this man. Like chill, chill. Like, you know, immediately why those two got divorced. Cause like the mom is truly an angel. Like when she told Zach, like I could be your mom, like I'm your mom, you know, I was like, oh my God, so sweet. And they make it down the aisle and she says her vows. And I was like, duh, like she loves it. But then Zach starts talking and he starts, he keeps like referencing the owl and the Leon Womack song, like to everybody. But with in this moment, I'm glad he really didn't do that. He was like, the moment I lost you is the moment I knew that I loved you. And I, you guys, I have chills everywhere. That was so fucking beautiful. That little, that little saying, like, I was like, God damn it, Zach. And he was like, I love you, Bliss. Like, and you just knew in that moment he was going to say yes. And then they said yes. And then guys, I'm going to cry. When they showed them at the very end dancing to that song, (laughs) I was not okay. I'm not okay right now. It was so beautiful. Like it was just like a full circle moment for the season. And like, I just was so happy for them. And I hope that they're still together. I saw his photo recently and I, he had some crazy hair going on and that concerned me that it was breakup hair that sent him into chaos. But I don't know. Like I'm just, I'm really, really, really excited to see this reunion because I feel like we'll get happy stories, but I also want to unpack the drama from like everybody else, like the Jackie of it all and the Marshall and the Josh and the Irina. Like I'm excited to get into that. And I also hope Nick and Vanessa Lachey like actually show the fuck up because sometimes at reunions, like they act a little too much like the viewer and they're like, yeah, that was fucking crazy. And I'm like, what? Like be a host, please. So yeah, overall, I give this season an eight and a half. I enjoyed it from top to bottom. I I was shocked Kwame said yes. I was shocked Paul said no. I was shocked. I don't know. It was just good. I thought it was just a solid, solid season. I can't wait for more Love is Blind seasons to come. I think Netflix did a genius thing with this because like The Bachelor's getting stale. Like Love Island, like I know it's the most popular show in the UK, but like, you know, we don't like unless you like hack someone's VPN or IP or whatever the fuck, like you can't watch it. And the the, the U.S. versions just aren't as good. Um, so I don't know. I think they've got something really good going here. 
Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I will be back on Tuesday and hope everybody has a safe and beautiful weekend. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you.